Hi, I'm Robbie. And I'm Abby. And this is the Grow Up Podcast. Today's episode is going to be slightly different from what we've previously done before. This episode is going to be focused on our favorites. So what are some of our favorite things from throughout the year? So why don't we start off with the most productive thing we've done for ourselves this entire year? I think I briefly mentioned this in a previous episode. I can't remember. But the most productive thing I've done for myself this year is to enroll in some, I guess they're just art classes. Now, I haven't really described this to anyone yet. Earlier in the year, I took two botanical sketching classes through the big botanical garden in Pittsburgh, Phipps. And I recently also took a watercolor course. So they have a whole bunch of different learning paths that you can take. And I'm doing some more of the artsy ones. I'm going to get into some more of the horticultural and like technical classes next year, I hope. So yeah, I think it's just, it's been really fun. I'm doing it on my own. You know, I didn't like have a friend going to the class with me. So it's been a bit of an adventure and I've been really, really enjoying it and learning a lot about drawing and sketching techniques. And obviously there's a ton to learn about watercolor and painting theory and all of that. So that's the most productive thing I've done for myself this year. And would you say that that's the most productive thing for you because it kind of balances you out or why do you categorize that as the most productive thing? I think I'm mostly just proud of myself for doing this. I I think it is a I guess not a big step, but a, a, at least a step to do these things on my own without knowing anyone. And I'm also the youngest person in all of these classes. Like most, there's a bunch of like retirees in these and they're the nicest people ever. And there's some younger people in their late 20s and 30s, but it's really um, an older crowd. So it's been very different. And yeah, I got out of my comfort zone a little bit by doing this. And I'm really proud that I've taken the initiative to learn about these things that I have been doing as a hobby for a while now, but at least to, you know, learn about them a little bit more and to become just like a better painter and sketcher and mm-hmm. is sketcher even a word? I don't know. It is now. <laughs> but yeah. How about you? Cool. Uh, for me, so the first half of my year, I was living in Prague. Um, And so I think the most productive thing I've done for myself is moving back to Seattle. Part of that was getting a new job that I think is a better fit for me. And then just the aspect of being able to plan a little bit more long term. When I was living in Prague, it was great. And I was able to plan kind of short term trips and travel and things like that. But now that I'm back in Seattle, I can start to think a little bit more long term. And and that's been really great for me. Do you think thinking in like the short term or anything kind of made you feel a little weird? Well, for for me specifically, yes. I think there's a lot of people who function in the short term and it doesn't, and they live a completely normal life. But for me, I like to be thinking long-term and planning long-term and I felt limited and I was only able to plan for the short term. And I think that drove me a little bit crazy. So you feel a bit more like planted now? I feel like yeah, that Yeah, kind of just like at ease and a weight lifted off my shoulder, like a little bit more settled, I guess. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Great. So why don't we move into the main segment, which will be our favorites. We have several different categories, and we'll just talk about some of our favorite things that we've done in each of these categories. All right, let's kick it off with podcasts. 
Yes, one of our favorite topics. Uh, I can start off and talk about some of my favorite podcasts throughout this year. First one is the Choose FI podcast, which is Choose Financial Independence. This podcast is basically just two guys talking about their journey to financial independence, which has been a topic that I've been pretty obsessed with lately. But they'll have on different guests and and interview different people that have taken different paths to reach financial independence. I think it's just really informative and also somewhat entertaining. Um, And that's one that I tend to go back to every week. I also listen to the Smart Passive Income podcast. This one I've listened to for probably a couple of years now, but it's been consistent and and I've I've kept listening to it and I I always enjoy those episodes. And then on the less in, informal side and more on the entertainment side, I do listen to a couple of YouTuber podcasts. So Shane and Friends, which is with Shane Dawson, and Views, which is with David Dobrik and Jason Nash. And both of these are just sort of entertaining. You kind of just listen to them for the personalities. And on Shane and Friends, they bring in lots of interesting guests and stuff like that. And so this is more of a podcast that I'll listen to if I don't want to really think about, you know, really like think about it, just kind of mindlessly listen while I'm driving or something like that. What is the Views podcast about? I've heard other people talk about that, but I've never given it a listen. Well, so the Views podcast is with David Dobrik and Jason Jason Nash, who are Viners turned YouTube stars. Um, and David is famous for just doing vlogs, and he has like a whole. They, they're called the Vlog Squad, but it's basically just his group of friends that all are in the vlogs together, and they have like a crazy following. It they kind of it's just Jason and David just chatting with each other really, and they'll bring up random topics about what they've done over the past week or so. Um, but it's yeah, just it's just entertaining to listen to them. Hmm. What about you? What have you? What are your favorite podcasts? I have two all-time favorite podcasts that both come out on Mondays, and I absolutely love it because then that's like both my commutes just like done for. The first one is Young House Love, and it's a couple in Richmond, Virginia, and they have a pretty successful home design and renovation blog. And they started this podcast maybe a year or two ago. And it was one of those things where I got in, I like happened to find it like right at the beginning. And I think that that always makes you feel a little bit more connected to a podcast whenever you don't have to like binge to catch up. Uh, And they just talk about their home renovations and design and they're really funny and they really like each other. And I like that. (laughs) And it just like makes my Monday morning a little bit better. And then the other all-time favorite is How I Built This from NPR. I think this is one of the like top 20 podcasts on like iTunes. And it is Guy Raz interviewing entrepreneurs and business owners of famous companies that you've heard. And he's just a very good interviewer and lets the guest talk through their ideas and their approach and their history. And it's just an amazing podcast if you like anything to do with entrepreneurship or um, owning a business. I would That's probably the one I would recommend the most. And then a few quick ones. Um, I really like Happier in Hollywood. There's the Happier podcast with Gretchen Rubin and Happier in Hollywood is her sister, Elizabeth Kraft, who's a um, TV writer and producer in Hollywood. 
And I mean, you know, I'm obsessed with like LA life. And even though I've never been there, I'm always, I, I was literally just watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills right before we started recording this. So this is just a glimpse into the TV world that I never really had before because it is from the viewpoint of a writer or a writing team. And it's very interesting and pretty chill. So I like it. And then two quick ones, my two favorite podcasts from the Ringer Podcast Network are Jam Session and Binge Mode. Jam Session is um, just like a bi-weekly roundup of pop culture, music. They talked about like J-Lo and A-Rod recently, and they love the Royals. So just a, a weekly roundup. And if you like the hosts, Juliet and Amanda, you'll love this podcast. And then Binge Mode is a Game of Thrones podcast, or at least its first season was. And it's with these two people who work at The Ringer, uh, Mallory and Jason. And they know so much about Game of Thrones. It is absolutely ridiculous. So just to hear them talk about this like it's a like scholarly work of art that, I mean, it sort of is, and they just go into the episodes and they reference the books. And so if you are a Game of Thrones fan, which I know you are not, Robbie, but if anyone out there is, definitely check that out. Cool. And how often do you discover new podcasts, would you say? I look for them probably every other week because iTunes updates their featured page and I just find new ones from either searching for like keywords or in the new and noteworthy section. I love checking that. I think they update that like once a week. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure, but I absolutely love finding new podcasts. Yeah, I usually get mine from you. I I listen (laughs) to How I Built This as well. That's become one of my favorites too. Yeah. All right, let's move on then to our next topic, which is books. So let's dive into our favorite books that we've read this year. I'll start off and say that mine are probably boring compared to yours because I mostly read, if not exclusively read, nonfiction books. But the first one is called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which is a very, very old book. I don't know exactly what year it was written in, but a very long time ago. And this book is just basically about it's kind of about the secret, if you've ever heard of that concept, or basically about like manifesting things into reality in, in a way. But it it's just really interesting because he kind of accounts all of these all these famous people or famous entrepreneurs and business owners that became very successful and kind of pulls out the underlying themes that made them all famous or wealthy. Um, and they're all pretty consistent. And even though this was written a long time ago, it's still holds true today. That one was one of my favorites. And then I've talked about this one on the podcast already, but I'm I'm currently reading and almost finished with Astrophysics for People in a Hurry, which is Neil deGrasse Tyson's book. And I'm obsessed with it. Every time I read it, I think I'm like, I go into kind of a, you know, a space mode where you just think about like all the crazy things that are out there. But that one's super interesting and fun to read. Have you read The Secret? Because that's a very controversial book. No, I haven't read The Secret. I know like the concept of it, but I, and I think it's actually a movie or a documentary maybe, but I haven't personally read it or seen it. Have you? 
I have not, but I listened to a podcast where the hosts of the podcast read self-help books and then like live by those roles like exclusively for two weeks and see mm-hmm. what happens. And they talked about the secret and one girl hated it and the other girl loved it. So I did they say like why? I can't remember exactly what the book is about but it i think you just said it's sort of like manifesting your destiny and willing yeah. things to happen almost yeah and the one girl who hated it was like this is bullshit like none of this actually happens like it's just like luck or coincidence or whatever it is yeah and then the other girl like won something or her life was good for two weeks so she blamed it on that or but i mean i guess i do believe like putting positive energy out into the world is should hopefully reap positive rewards. I I think, and I think that's what's different about the Napoleon Hill book is it's not, I think some people kind of mistake that for thinking, oh, I can just like go sit on my couch and like really want this thing to happen and it's going to happen to me. But that's, that's not what they're saying. It's saying that you have to like want something so badly that you'll do anything that it takes to get it. And in turn, you manifest that thing that you want so badly. So it's not like you just sit and kind of wish and then you receive, but willing yourself to go get what you want. I don't know. It's an, I think you might like it because we talk about that concept of wanting, like you have to really want things. I think I should check that out. And that actually reminds me of a conversation I had with a friend this weekend. And she was talking about someone she knows who is just sort of waiting around and waiting for what she's supposed to do in life to sort of just fall into her lap. And our whole conversation was about like, well, no, you have to go. You have to seek it out. It's not just going to – if it does come to you, that's great. You still have to action on it. Right. But you have to – you should be – at least I think you should be actively pursuing those things and trying out things. If it doesn't work, then at least you know that didn't work and you can move on to the next thing and um, just harnessing any ideas that come to you and – letting them go if they don't work out, but you have to work on it. Yeah. And and that reminded me of something else. And, and we might've talked about this on the podcast already, but in that, in that same book, he talks about the idea or the concept of colleges adding into their curriculum decision-making because right now it's not about like being decisive. It's about being able to repeat what you've learned or like repeat what's in a book and kind of just spit it back out. That's what you get like tested on and graded on. And it, and they were saying like they should colleges should really teach you to be decisive and you should know exactly what you want to do the minute you enter your classes and and work towards that goal rather than just kind of like floating along. But I, we kind of talked about that I think on a previous podcast even. Yeah, that's a very interesting concept. For my favorite books, I have two fiction books that I really enjoyed reading just for fun this year. The first one I read whenever I was in Hawaii, and it was a very good book. I flew through it, but I also think it just kept me... I liked it so much because I felt a bit anxious on that trip, and this book really engrossed me and kept me occupied, and just I I really enjoyed it. I really liked the characters. It's sort of a fictional version of William and Kate's... uh, how they met and how um, their relationship essentially. And then the second one is crazy rich Asians, which is described online as basically like gossip girl in Singapore. And it just sort of gave me, (laughs) 
it just sort of gave me a glimpse into this very like well it's probably very unrealistic because it's about extremely wealthy people but I have never really read a book about Singapore so I didn't really know much about it so I think this it was very 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 interesting and it's just told in a way that you can kind of get to know the country a little bit and once again it's a very singular look at it because it is told about you know very wealthy people so but no it's very entertaining and I would highly recommend it for anyone looking for like a fun little beach read nice all right and how about tv and movies what were your favorites this year my favorites in terms of tv i already talked about the good place i think it's on a mid-season break right now and i really wish it was back matt and i have been absolutely loving shark tank this year we've watched a couple of seasons on and off throughout the year and i've surprisingly learned a lot about business by watching shark tank and we we love it we I don't know why we like it so much, but it is very informational, I feel, and um, also just enjoyable. And then once you get to know the the sharks, you can kind of guess how much they're going to offer and what they're going to do and which products they'll invest in and whatnot. So you can kind of get into it. And then a fun movie that we really liked this year was the Lego Batman movie, which is just comedy. It's hilarious just to see how they created animation and every single thing is a Lego. Like the clouds are a Lego, like waves are Legos. It's it's really great. I highly recommend that. And it's actually funny. Oh, yeah. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, you need to see it. I think it's on HBO right now. Okay. You should definitely check it out. Okay, yeah, I'll check that out. I think Shark Tank, I, I used to watch that a lot too. I've kind of fallen off on it, but I think that people like it so much because it makes you it makes you feel like an investor like when you're watching shark tank you feel qualified to make a decision on that company (laughs) because of like the sharks up there and what you've learned or heard them say before um yeah which is you're like a three million dollar valuation are you crazy what's your revenue (laughs) (laughs) yeah in this most the current season that's on the air i think it's season nine They've had guest judges. They've had Alex Rodriguez, Richard Branson, Bethany Frankel. And that's just really, it's really been cool to see what those new people, fresh people who aren't used to this, what they bring to the table. Yeah, that's well. really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about you, TVs, movies? Yeah, so one of my favorite uh, movies or series this year has been Oceans 11 through 13. And Ooh. I know, like, this is crazy. I just literally, over Thanksgiving break, we're recording this just after Thanksgiving break, watched all three movies and for the first time and, <gasps> like, am obsessed with them. They were so good. So good. They are so good. Which one's your favorite? Um, either or 11, order them. I order think them. 11, 13, 12. I think 12 is my favorite. How do you not like that? Because 12, so both with 11 and 13, they kind of jump right into the action and like you get to see more of like the process and there's like a more like, you know, scene where everything goes down and 12 was this gradual buildup and then you kind of get like deceived and like you see it one way and then that's not the way that it happened and then they Mm -hmm. recap the way that it happened and I wanted 
I wanted to see the way that it happened, and that's what 11 and 13 do. Um, okay, that's fair. Yeah, but it, I mean, all were great, but I was forced to rank them. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't seen them before. I know. Had I known that, I would have got on you sooner. Well, I it just I think they came out when I was, or I guess when we were young, <laughs> and I don't think that we would have enjoyed them at the time they came out so much. I don't know. Maybe I think it was like oh, two thousand three. Wow. Two thousand and one. Yeah, was the first one. Eleven. Yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah, being I definitely like too young it for it then, and then I just never went back to it. I think I've seen parts of it. I recognize parts of it, but it was definitely my first time seeing it, and I was surprised. Well, I'm very happy for you. Yeah, I'm glad that I can check that off the list. Um, and then in terms of TV, I think my favorites were Master of None and Stranger Things. Um, Master of None is the show with Aziz Ansari. You, you've seen that one, right? Oh, yeah. We're okay. big fans of Master of None. Yeah. So that one, I love the first season. The second season came out this year. Loved it as well. Um, and then Stranger Things. I actually didn't watch the first season and I got into it this year on the second season and loved it we like binge watched it in like a week i think on master of none i really enjoy it i love all the episodes but i've talked to people who don't really like how some of the episodes are not within like the direct plot line like i know this season they had a very new york focused episode and it followed like three different groups of people who we just met that episode we didn't you know they're not in the main cast do you like that? Do you not like that? How do you how do you feel? Um, so the only one I can really think of is the Thanksgiving episode, which was mm-hmm. amazing. And that was kind of a step away from the plot. And mm-hmm. I thought it added so much to that to the season. I can't remember exactly the other episode you're talking about, but to me, like that adds to it. And a, a lot of what I like about Master of None is that they bring up they bring up somewhat controversial topics and they shed light onto some of these things that people aren't really talking about in entertainment and they do it in such a funny and like interesting and entertaining way. And I, I really like that they push those boundaries. And so I I'm assuming that in those episodes, they probably do similar stuff to that. And I just think it all adds to it. And I'm a big fan. All right, moving right along. What has been your favorite city or travel destination this year? So for me, as I mentioned, I was living in Prague for half of the year. So I did get to do some some Euro travel as well as some US travel in the second half of the year. So while I was living in Prague, I went back to Spain and I studied abroad in Spain and I've visited Spain in high school and after college, um, I did a trip and went to Spain. So it's one of my favorite places in the world. And so we went to Sevilla and Madrid. Um, And so I'd been to both. um, I studied in Sevilla and I've been to Madrid several times and it was just an awesome trip. We spent about a week, I think, in Spain or just about a week in Spain. And it was cool going back now. So every time I've gone back, I've been in sort of a different stage of life. It was high school, then study abroad. So in college and then just after college and then now. And it was really cool to go back now where I was more interested in like trying different restaurants and like going to all these different places that I never went to before just because it wasn't a priority before. And then back in the States, I recently went to Palm Springs, which I've never been before. And it was just a really relaxing and nice 
trip to get away and it was warm and I just loved being in the desert and all the palm trees and the sun and it was just a a really good trip. So this year I think I actually haven't traveled too much this year trying to save some cash monies but we did splurge and go to Hawaii last January and obviously Hawaii is absolutely insane if you go there. It's definitely a whole nother world. And that trip we just had, I just went with Matt and visited um, a friend who was living there for a few months. And it was just so different. I was actually very anxious, as I mentioned in the book section of this, during that trip. I really did not like being on an island in the middle of the ocean. Like, I really felt it. Like, I was like, if something happens, what are we going to do? But after I got over that, after the first few days, we really enjoyed ourselves. We rented a car and drove around the island and got to see a whole bunch of different um, beaches and restaurants and different parks that we could go into. So it was definitely worth the (laughs) entire day of travel each way to get there. And it's Hawaii. Like you can't, you really can't lose in Hawaii. But I do have a least favorite travel destination this year. I very Uh-oh. rarely <laughs> I very rarely dislike a city that I go to, but we popped up to Toronto in July, and I did not like it at all. I the I mean, even Matt thought this as well, and actually some of the other people who we were in the city with, like the food was just bad. I think I just, I obviously went to the wrong places because other people I've talked to, it was like so consistently bad that it was just like amazing. And um, I just didn't really like what the city had to offer. I think if I was able to do things away from the downtown area, that could have been cool. I really wanted to go paddle boarding. They have like islands in the lake and they were actually flooded this summer. So you weren't allowed to go out to them. So I wish I could have, you know, gotten out of the city and sort of explored the surrounding areas a little bit more. But yeah, downtown Toronto itself, I did not like. However, we popped into Niagara Falls for like a half hour on the way home. And that was really, really cool. Obviously, it's a waterfall. Yeah, I've never been to Toronto, but I did go to Hawaii a couple of years ago now. And I had the same feeling like it was there were moments where you realized you were on a tiny island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. And I'm coming from Seattle, which I think the flight was only like eight or six hours or something like that. And I just felt so stranded. If the sky was clear enough, you could see one of the other islands. Mm-hmm. And like I felt that very, <laughs> it was very comforting to to see that. But I don't know. I, I just think I'm not an island person, which I had to go to an island to figure that yeah. out. But Hawaii, just going for like the Jurassic Park landscape itself is worth it. It's worth feeling a little bit crazy. Yeah. Um, it, it was, it's insane. It's very, very crazy to be there. Oh, and on a side note, I was watching House Hunters International yesterday and they had an episode <laughs> in the Faroe Islands. Have you ever heard of the Faroe Islands? No. How do you spell that? F-A-R-O-E, I believe. Um, But they look beautiful, but they're also islands that are like very, very remote. I think they're by Denmark. Yeah, I think they're technically considered part of Denmark. Yes. But But it looks beautiful. And there's like this main like capital city there and just the 
it, it's almost like a mix between Iceland and Denmark. It's so cool. This is insane. There's just like r- angles everywhere. Oh my gosh, and I've never seen this before, but on House Hunters International, um, there weren't even three options. They couldn't even <gasps> find three apartments there because the town is too oh, small. No. <laughs> <laughs> so they literally did two options and then they had to go find a third one on their own by calling like family, friends and stuff. Oh whoa. That's so funny. Weird. That's really funny. How many oh the oh my god, fifty thousand people live there though. I think spread across all eight islands. Oh no, there's eighteen islands. Oh shit. <laughs> eighteen. Oh, okay. Well that's oh don't worry, there's seventy thousand sheep. Whoa. I would love to go there for like a weekend. So I'm looking at our show notes. Our next topic is music, and I just see Abby wrote down disappointed. So Abby, why don't you start off with your favorite music from this year? (laughs) I mean, as I already mentioned a couple episodes back, there were some good albums this year, like Ed Sheeran, Lord, but then all the other upcoming albums, I'm just not loving. I didn't love Fergie. I didn't love Miley. I didn't love Sam Smith. Like, what the hell? Come on. And Taylor Swift is not even on Spotify yet. I can't even listen to it. <laughs> so I'm disappointed. That's it. Yeah, that's fair. I think all the big like pop people are are having years like that. I was a little disappointed. Not disappointed, but the Lord album just didn't stick with me. I think it was a good album and I'm actually going to see her in concert, but it's not one that like her first album I can go back and listen to now and like love it. But that one I probably will lose track of over time it's tough well how about you you have some listed here yeah i i liked a decent amount of music this year i think for me my favorites was not necessarily the Superfruit album but the they put out their album in two eps and then combined as one album and i liked the first ep that came out i was like really obsessed with it for a period of time and i think i can go back and listen to that one And then another album for me was the SZA album, Control. And I saw her live and she performed it. And it was just a great performance and a great album that, again, for me, I think what makes a good album is it being somewhat timeless where I can go back and listen to it at any time and like it. And that's one of those ones. I remember, I don't know if you've purchased a record player, but I remember like a year or two ago, we were talking about it and we were talking about the albums that we would buy as records because you kind of have to like most if not all of the albums are these both album or record worthy totally yeah and i did i actually have a record player now but i just haven't gotten any albums but i have like a list of the ones that i'm going to get (laughs) for it um but yes i would get both of these on vinyl all right and then moving on to our favorite financial apps slash tools which i think we've we can just kind of breeze through these pretty quick because we've talked about both of these but robbie which one's your favorite yeah we've talked about this a lot but for me this year my favorite has been mint i have all my budget set up in there all my accounts linked and it's just a really easy way to keep track of what's going on with my finances what about you I've really been loving Personal Capital, which came at your recommendation, so thank you again. Right now, I I don't have too many investments, but I think it's going to be great whenever I do have a um, more widespread portfolio and can see how all of those are performing in just one easy... It's like so nice to see everything just in one spot. It's like the simplest thing. I don't have to log into any of my accounts just to check up on the balance. I can just do it through the app, so it's a very convenient yeah that's great 
All right, and then finally, we can wrap up with the last topic of hobbies. We both have similar hobbies, so do you want to start it off? Yeah, so as we've both mentioned at various points um, in the podcast, we both enjoy painting, and I just said to Robbie right before we started recording that I never thought I would talk to him, of all people, about like painting and buying paints, and he sends me snaps of like, his uh like <laughs> michael's like <laughs> art store <laughs> hall basically Aaron um, brothers but, but yes <laughs> so yeah we've both really been enjoying that i know it's like a new foray for you and actually pretty new for me um i like painted as a kid basically but i'm really happy that i was able to take this that class that i mentioned earlier and get some good quality paper and paints and brushes and really get into it and yeah. Yeah, I I never thought that I would paint or draw or sketch or anything like that. I don't have, I guess it's the motor skills. Like I'm not great at having a vision in my head and using my hand to put it on paper. I'm decent at like graphic design or like computer stuff. Like I'm pretty good at being able to like get what I want out of that, mm -hmm. but I've just never been good at painting or whatever, but I've really gotten into acrylic painting and like I said I've gone out and gotten like a, a bunch of paints and canvases and things like that and I've been doing it like maybe painting a couple maybe like three or four times a week which has been pretty fun and it's just like a good nice relaxing thing to do um, and I just made my goals for well, I just like made goals I guess for like short term medium term and long term and I have painting in there I've been watching YouTube videos on like techniques and things like that and it's just been a fun kind of world to go into and it's one that you get something out of it because you have a physical painting at the end and you can kind of see like yourself progress and you see like things that you did that you like and it's just kind of cool like seeing your paintings over time I think yeah no that's awesome and then I guess the, this podcast has been a great hobby for me this year and I hope to continue on with this and see what else we can do with it yeah, I kind of feel like we started a little tiny business together because we took about a month or a couple months this summer planning this, and we've had a lot of fun with it so far. Yeah, it's been fun planning and also like scheduling when we're going to record and when we're going to put the episode up. It's just been kind of a good, It's it's been a good exercise for doing something outside of work. Like, okay, I need to get into work early and leave early on this day because I have to record to get this up. And so it's like doing something productive in our free time outside of work and being able to manage it with a full work day or schedule has been pretty cool. Yeah. And I guess it doesn't, I mean, it is pretty time consuming, especially because I edit the episodes and that takes an additional couple of hours each week. But I never feel like it's, I mean, maybe it's just because we enjoy it, but I never feel like it's an extra burden or anything to do it's been kind of interesting to reflect on yeah, that no it's been it's been fun overall yeah well let's keep it up all right guys well thanks for listening to this episode of the grow up podcast you can check out our links and show notes at realizeyourcareer.com on the podcast page thanks see you next time <laughs>